Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have the normal crew with us. We got Pops, LJ in the building. What's going on, guys? Oh, man. You know. Hello. Well, I do. I guess I want to clarify. We're not all in the same building. We're all in under a roof, but not the same. I, you sometimes I, I don't want to tease the the listener and tell them like because there's just a different vibe when we're all under the same roof. Yeah, you know, the what one episode we've done. But, yeah, right, right, right. So it will. It might happen again, but <laughs> but we are still here. We're here for you. Uh, before we get started, I, I have a question. This came up to me the other day while driving. Okay, it has nothing to do with any kind of sports. No right. music. No nothing. This is just. Do you can I think there's two types of people. Yeah. There are. Are you a honker or not a honker? Pops. Um I would say I'm not a honker. If I honk it's going to be like a tweet real real quick. So okay, I I was even I don't even have to clarify. You know exactly what I mean? Like the the light turns green and someone's already like <laughs> Yeah. I'll give you a quick little da-da. that's it. LJ, do you do you honk? No, never. Uh, I I only know what my car horn sounds like just because I've hit it for fun sometimes. Uh, I I don't hit it. No, I don't honk at anybody for any and reason. So I agree. I'm not a honker, and it's not that I don't get annoyed while driving because someone will pull out and I'll be like, "What the heck?" Yeah. But I don't honk. Like, and I, they don't hear me say, "What the heck?" Yeah. So I don't understand why I don't honk. Well, you know what? Also- okay. So this this is something I've thought about a lot. Actually, is there actually needs to be two sounds every car makes? There needs to be the honk, which is the hey, mother, get off the road. And then there needs to be like a like, hey, by the way, your blinker's still on sound. You know what I mean? Like there just needs to be two sounds. I could not agree more with that. Yes, because you don't want to just lay on the horn. Yeah. Even if I'm at a red light and somebody is, you know, on their phone, I just I'm not, I'm not laying on the horn. I'm yeah. just just hey, look, the light's great. How quick are you, though? Like, are you as soon as it turns green? No, you no, can no. Tell their head's kind of down. Not at all. Give I'll, give, I'll give them enough time to go. You stupid son of a bitch. Would you get off the phone? <laughs> and, and then and then I give a polite honk. So, <laughs> so we need we need a honk that's kind of just like heads up, like just yeah. kind of just let them yeah. know like hey, something like, like, ding, dong. Then, like ding dong. But then you still have that one honk just in case. <laughs> yeah. Just in case someone's just being a total jackass Man. where you could be like <laughs> So in Chicago, it. in Chicago, in Chicago there are <laughs> there are people that honk faster than my brain can tell my foot that the light has turned green. Like I'm oh, looking that at makes the me light. Want to sit longer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I do. I do. And they tend to go around me and flip me off as they go. Um, even though I've only <laughs> sat there for like uh, literally three seconds. Um, but uh, you know, um, 
uh, assholes are going to asshole. So it kind of <laughs> makes me feel like so they're being petty and annoying by honking that quick. And I'm like, I have to one up the pettiness be like, oh, am I taking too long? <laughs> well, let's see what too long really is. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm being maybe I'm being the bigger asshole. I don't know. But just 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 chill. You know, just, well, I think, just chill. I think out. that's the thing is I think you're a lot like me is like when I'm in a competition, it doesn't matter what the competition is. I'm going to try to win. And that competition can be being a jerk. And I'm still going to win. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, so can I give you an interesting that, story? A little quick one about yes. driving and that exact happened. So of course. I'm driving back between Little Rock and Texarkana. Uh, just know that drive. This was Sunday coming back from the Buffalo River. Um, by the way, we got to go do that soon. Go canoe the Buffalo River. Okay. Amazing yeah. Camp. Let's please. Probably pretty high right now, but yeah, I totally, totally. But so this that. guy, he he's in a big uh, Mercedes, like what do you call those rider vans? You know, it's a big one. It's, it's yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of an uh, a van on steroids. Kind of boxy. Yeah, kind does of it boxy. A little it? taller okay. uh, than usual. And he and he comes out in the left lane and he starts getting back in the right lane. And then real quickly comes back in the left lane and kind of cuts me off because he was going slow, I was trying to get around him. I didn't even give him the uh, heads up honk or anything. I just slowed down and just chilled. And when I got beside him and went around, I did kind of look and he waved at me like, oh, man, sorry. I, yeah. I didn't see you right there. That was so cool. You know, and I, I found a lot of times on roads and things like that, people will, you know, just go, hey, sorry, you know, and, and that just makes everything better. If you'll just chill a little bit. um, can People I? Throw, I try to when I pull out in front of somebody, or I know like I did, I screwed that up. Yeah, that that exchange was awkward because of me. I'll try to throw the hands up, like so sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. That was on me. I'm sorry. So I just I'm an idiot. I've yeah. actually got something I've been trying to will into the world, um, just like by letting it happen over the past few years. Um, I've got a system to sort of say, hey, sorry, thank you on the road. Um, and, and so like if everyone listening to this starts using it, it's going to go a lot faster than just people who see me do it. Um, just hit your blinkers, like your, your hazards, one click, let them go one time. As soon as you pass somebody, let them go one time. And that says, and that's you acknowledging that says, Hey, I messed up or thank you for letting me in or whatever. It's sort of like a, like, Hey, I, I see what happened there. Um, I acknowledge it. Um, you know, that's, that's an easy way. Cause you can't always see what's going on in somebody's car. Anytime someone's done that to me, um, it's made me very, very happy. So I'm, I'm trying to make the world do that. I think that's a good system. So I'm the, down with the that. acknowledgement lights and the heads up honk, that's two things yeah. that we are trying to bring into right. the world. And yeah. I think we'd make the world a better place if those two things are implemented. I mean, if the world <laughs> would listen to us, we'd make a lot of it better. I'm just saying. <laughs> It'd be so much better. <laughs> yes. All right, well, we have a lot to dig into today. I know we want to talk a little bit about some the NBA. I guess the playoffs have not quite started. The play-in tournament has started. And that, I have some thoughts, and I want to see what you guys think. And then we have some fun stuff on the end where we're going to see just how full of shit LJ really is <laughs> and if we really believe everything he'll tell us. The guess is here a bunch, but <laughs> we'll see. But we'll see. before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends. Look, sports. Culture takes take line has it all. It's a podcast. If you like podcasts, you're you're here right now, so you're gonna like this. You like to listen to something while you're whether you're on your way to work, you're at the gym, maybe walking the dog, whatever it is. Take line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion, who you might know from NBA Desktop. You might know from he does he used to do Bench Mode where he talked about different different shows at the Ringer. He's now on a different uh, 
with a different company, and he's hosting the new podcast, Take Line, with former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That is a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, the players, the controversies, and the issues that run both on and off the court. So all the juicy drama of, you know, whatever's going on off the court. They do it each week, every Tuesday. Follow now at Take Line to hear the a great podcast every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. And while we're talking about takes, I want to tell you about our friends over at Locker Room. Look, it's a live audio only sports talk platform where you just jump on. It, it they'll have a, a locker room will go maybe during one of the playing games, maybe after, and it'll be some of your favorite athletes, artists, uh, insiders, analysts, whatever it may be, whatever uh, type of locker room you're jumping onto, where they're just kind of talking and they're they're already debating and breaking down whatever game or or event is going on, and they're reacting in real time. You just hop on, you download the app. The app is free on the iOS App Store. You download the app, you put your Twitter account in there, and then you get notified when maybe your your the athletes you like are popping on, and you just jump on, and then you can comment in there. They'll read your comments, they'll react with you. It's a cool platform for you to really kind of uh, hear some breakdown of different different events and, and uh, uh, athletic events and just uh, pop culture events going on. And it's real cool. Check it out over at Locker Room. Download it on the iOS App Store. All right, let's get into a little bit about these these playing games. Uh, Pops, one, do I need to, to start? We, I, I know I kind of had to do this myself, but uh, do you kind of want to Re- replay what exactly is happening, who's playing who and what what's going on, or do you feel like you have a grasp on it? No, well, I think we we understand pretty clearly that we're talking about the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds, and mm-hmm. the 8 and 9 are playing first, and then the, anyway, and so then the 7 and no, 8 will play. Whoa, 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 but whoa, LJ whoa. has a question. Oh, all of it. All of it. You're asking, <laughs> do we need to go over this? Yeah, all of it, please. So, <laughs> so the 9 and 10, play. so as we're recording this, we're recording this on what is it? Is it Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. <laughs> and the 9 and 10 are in the East are playing each other. So Charlotte and Indiana are playing. It looks very comfortable that Indiana is going to win. The 9 and 10 play as a winning, win and move on, lose and you go home. So, right. And so, then uh, the winner plays against what seed? The winner will play the loser of the 7 8. So the okay. 7 8 will play. That winner is automatically in. The 7 8 winner is in. Okay. The loser okay. then has to lose it. They they get another chance. So I get so theoretically to make the seven eight, you at least get the chance to lose. You have to lose twice to miss the playoffs. So whereas if so you're the a, nine and ten, you just have to win out. It's a double elimination tournament, but the lowest two seeds start with an extra loss. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that, that's one way to word it. And I would hear <laughs> one of the biggest complaints I've seen is. A team can play 72, which this year, or 82 in a normal year, 82 games, and be the seventh seed, then lose two games and be out. I think the biggest argument for that is win more games. Just don't be a seventh seed. <laughs> that, that, just don't get, get caught in that. <laughs> and also, Dad, on that one, so I, Luca actually had said that at one point, like it stinks if we play 72 games and then two games and we're out. It wasn't that long ago, right, where the first round of the NBA playoffs was a best-of-five series? Yeah, I do. Right? I do remember that, the best-of-five. And, and that was... I mean, so I get a little of what they're saying because in a best of five series, the best team doesn't always win. Where I think the best team always wins a seven game series. Almost always, I think the best team wins unless they're very, very close. Then the underdog can maybe win. But for the most part, a team, an inferior team, is not going to win in a best of seven ever. It's just not going to happen. Almost never. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the other thing that I, I saw that people were upset about is that this seven eight game isn't isn't uh, they, I, I think people want the playing games to be basically like a game seven atmosphere pop. So like win and you move on, lose and you go home. And so like tomorrow night or on Wednesday night, you're probably hearing this on Wednesday, the Lakers Warriors will play. Which the fact that the Lakers with LeBron AD against Steph Curry and the Warriors, some would argue this is the best that outcome the NBA could ask for in the play-in game wow. because that, that's I'm interested to see. I'm not, I'm not a cute. I mean, I, I, I watch, watch the, the games and stuff. You know, I think that I would not be shocked if that game has similar ratings to an NBA Finals game because you're you have stars, stars playing, and there's a lot of line. I think the biggest argument that people say the playing game because it's supposed to be fun and and winner go home, the loser of that game's not out. You know, the loser of that game still plays. So I think some people, do you have any issue with the seven and eight having to be beat twice? Some people think it should be maybe the sevens automatically and you have the eight, nine, 10, the nine and 10 play win and go home. And then the winner of that plays the eight seed win and go home. So each game actually is basically a given game seven type atmosphere. Do you think that matters at all or, or, or picking nits at that point? We're, we're picking nits. I mean, there's good and bad to all of it. You could argue they could seed it out. The seven plays the 10, the eight plays the nine. But, you know, they're doing it for more revenue. They're doing it more for more uh, game seven atmosphere type games. I get it. You can argue for and against anything. I think this, I, it's worth trying. It's absolutely worth trying to see how it works out this year. What do you, do you like? I think it... it it makes it, if nothing else, more than likely, which this year is different because the Lakers, I think, are still the favorite probably in the West and they're in the playing games. But more than more than most years, the teams in this playing game are going to be teams that are going to lose in the first round regardless. So it just adds a little, little excitement at the end of the year and maybe takes out. The hope is, I think, that it takes out a little bit of tanking at the end of the regular season because some of these teams might be. If you get in the playing game, you have a shot at the playoffs and your team makes more money if you make the playoffs. So owners would be more incentivized maybe the last two weeks not to just lose as many games as possible. LJ, do you I know you're not a huge NBA guy, but do you like the idea of trying to do the playing game? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird because then why why is the line there? Like why not make it, you know, two uh one in each conference, uh eight team round robins to just let every team have a shot into the playoffs. Like I, I like why are we going down to the 10? Um but I don't mind it. Like it's not a bad thing. I do think like so your your proposed solution that does take out the uh, Lakers versus Warriors, right? So I, I understand why they want to have that sort of 7-8 game. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't mind it. I just, I don't I don't see any reason. I mean, I'm probably going to tune into that game, uh, which will be probably the only NBA game I'll have watched uh, since the finals of last year. So it's, so that's, they're doing something right, right, obviously. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I, it, it seems kind of, it seems kind of unfair to, Either like either just make it eight teams on a on a conference or whatever, or or make a round robin tournament for everybody to play in, or something. You know, like it's I don't understand why we're like, yeah, this is pit, uh, nitting, picking nits. This is picking nits. So or nit picking. No. One of the two. I think you got caught up in between. I did. The yeah, two. yeah. I wanted Pops, to do, do you think? I do want to ask you though. If if by some, I I don't I don't think there's any way the Lakers lose twice. So they'd have to lose to the Warriors, which is possible because Steph Curry is Steph Curry. He could win a game. But then they'd also have to lose to the winner of the Grizzlies and Spurs, which I don't see that happening. But let's just say the Lakers somehow, LeBron's still not like, he's still coming back from his ankle injury. He's not up to full speed. 
and the Lakers somehow lose in the playing game. So they don't even make it to the playoffs. That would be the people we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but the people that work at TNT and ESPN would hate, hate that because the Lakers and LeBron and AD are rating. I mean, that, that's just money in your pocket right there for the, for the TV industry. So if the Lakers somehow lose this, does this mean like automatically the NBA is like, all right, we got to quit the playing game because we can't lose one of them. If it, if it, a possible sacrifice is losing a star team like the Lakers, we can't do it. Or do you think they realize how much ratings they get with the Lakers even being in the playing game that makes it worth doing long-term? Do you think it impacts anything? I'm, I'm trying to figure out which question you asked. So what, <laughs> now what are you asking me exactly, I guess, to clarify? So some people were – there's an argument out there that if the Lakers were to somehow lose in the playing right. game – Right, so if the Lakers And they don't lose. even make it in the playoffs, that's automatically the NBA has to go – well, we Let's have to change scratch the this playing game because there's no way we can miss out on a team like the Lakers missing the playoffs. And this happened in the first year. Yes, some <laughs> people will say that for sure. Uh, but that always happens. I mean, that, that it's always somebody gets left out of the NCAA tournament. Somebody, you know, by virtue of this or that doesn't make the tournament. But to answer your question specifically, I think, yes, if the Lakers don't get in the playoffs – they will probably look very hard at adjusting this play-in schedule because, as you so adequately stated, you want the Lakers in the playoffs. You definitely for, want them yeah, in there. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. For a lot know, of reasons. Some people argue that that's why the refs will call a, lot, a very Laker-friendly game to make sure but the Lakers But don't you think the, the Lakers playoffs. probably, I know there were some injuries, I think they probably rested LeBron and, and rested AD knowing all, all they got to do is get in the playoffs. They're not worried too much about seeding. And they've put themselves in this position to some degree to be this, what are they? You said the eight seed? The seven seed. Or they're the seven seed. So they could have they could have been the sixth seed, I think, had they wanted to and, and eliminated maybe rushed, this question. Maybe they let LeBron rest longer on that ankle because they were like, either way, we're in the playing games. There ain't no way we're getting bounced in the playing game, so whatever. Yeah. LJ, you were going to say something. Yeah, I just uh, I think I'd I'd add the sort of other side to the NBA might be looking at that and saying, you know, there's a little bit of money. I mean, could you imagine how many stories on SportsCenter and, you know, whatever their new morning after or their current morning after show is on ESPN2 or whatever, like the the turmoil in Los Angeles and who's going to have to leave? And like, I mean, that's going to be a six month story if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, That's easy, easy printing money right there. I mean, I know they want them in the playoffs, but like if they're not good enough to make the playoffs, if they're if they're going to bow out in the first round either way, might as well have them not even really make it. Like, I think that's probably a big win for them. Well, and I think what it also adds to the, the NBA is sometimes you see a team's season get derailed because a star got hurt. We almost saw this with the Warriors where Steph Curry got hurt for a little bit. And I was like, well, there's no way they make the playoffs anymore. But now the Warriors have a reason to get Steph Curry back healthy and don't try to tank because – hell, we can get in the playing game, and we feel pretty confident if we get Steph Curry in the playing game that we're going to make it. And the NBA's got to love – you're going to – they would hate to see the Lakers get bounced, but the numbers for the the Lakers-Warriors game is going to be probably – I think it will be as good of any playoff game up until the conference finals probably as far as ratings go. Yeah. Just because that's the star power. We we, we, Last time we saw LeBron play Steph Curry in the playoffs, they were in the finals. So that's just – And so the way you set it up, if the Lakers get bounced, that means the Warriors are in, right? Right. Yep. I would say that the NBA will take Steph Curry in the playoffs, uh, and, and that'll be a pretty good uh, side bet for losing the the uh, yeah. Lakers. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, they probably it's not like them. they lose the Lakers and then get some team that nobody cares yeah. about. They're they get also, hurt. They're getting the Warriors and Steph. Yeah. yeah. 
One one thing I think the playoffs. This is something uh, uh, that I think the NBA could do to make the playoffs better, which would be awesome. Is they implement a pick your opponent. So we have the playing games like they are. I think they should make it to where the one seed then gets to pick who they want to play. So instead of having the one seed just play the eight seed, because the Lakers could theoretically be the eight seed after these playing games if they lose to the Warriors, then win the next one. Yeah. And if I'm the Jazz, that would suck to earn the one seed and then have to play the Lakers in the first round. You're probably the Lakers are probably favorites. I would love to let the Jazz pick their opponent. Ooh. And then you get Ooh. the whole spiciness of then you get that whole thing. So make say they choose to play whoever ends up being the seven, whether it's the Warriors or like the Grizzlies, that team then gets to go, oh, those MFers chose, they chose to play us. us. Oh yeah. yeah. You chose me. That's a great I think idea. That would be awesome because it gives the one seed, it, it incentivizes the one seed to go ahead and try to earn the best seed possible because you get to choose the matchup you want. But also adds that spiciness of, but you also chose you. You said, you know, you looked over at Liff and said, "I'd rather play you one on one than play that guy one on one." And now you get to that little extra chip on your shoulder. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I love that. Um, let's see. I'm want, trying to see if I had any other NBA. I know we kind of want to talk pops about Russell Westbrook and what the hell he's been doing here recently, and he gets a lot of shade, but. All he's done now is gone. He just passed uh, Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles ever in NBA history. And he's now averaged four triple doubles in the last five seasons. For the year, he's averaged a triple double Jeez. four of the last five. It's kind of insane. I know some people call that he's a stat patter, but no one else has done it before. So it's pretty damn impressive. What What are your thoughts on this whole Russell Westbrook theft? Because I know we've talked about it off the air a little bit. Yeah, we have. And, and I, you know, Russell Westbrook is a guy that, gosh, this is hard for me because it's I, I don't really think I want him on my team, okay? But I respect how he shows up and plays hard every night. Um, I mean, gosh, a few things that you didn't say. He's a nine-time All-Star. He, All-Star. he was the league MVP in 2017. He has more triple doubles than Kobe Bryant had double doubles. That's Jeez. pretty impressive. Um, so you can't argue with what he's done. I mean, averaging triple doubles for four seasons. Um, he he's he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, but I just how many championships does he have, and will he have? And I think the answer the answer to the first one zero, and the answer to the second one I think is going to be zero. I just don't think he's a championship caliber guard, but he is one of the most athletic guys the league has ever seen, and he does play hard. So I, I don't know if that's – if I was clear on my, my stance on him, I respect him, wouldn't really want him on my team. Hmm. So we did compare him, though. So when you asked, like, what, what's a comparison? And I think we both threw out kind of like Allen Iverson in the, in the idea that – he might take a questionable shot here and there. He may dribble it around a little too much, but you know, come game time, he's going to give you however many minutes he's on the court. He's going to give you 110% yep. and play his ass off on both sides of the court. Yep. And you do respect that. But you had asked when we were talking off the air, why then is AI revered as this all timer? And everyone kind of loves him, even though he didn't win the championship, but they're like, Oh yeah, but he's AI. We all love AI. But Russell Westbrook's kind of like, eh, he, he turns the ball over at the end of the game. He's kind of a stat pattern. I don't really want him on my team. 
So or, my answer to that, and it's something we talked about, and I may should give you credit. You may have come up with it first, but I think it's the level of talent that AI had around him compared to the level of talent that Westbrook has around him. Westbrook had KD, one of the one of the very best to ever lace up sneakers. One we'll of the, probably end up being a top five all time. Maybe I was going to say a top five all time. If that's not crazy, definitely a top ten all time guy, and. Iverson never had anything like it. If if the Sixers won back in the day, it was because AI carried him on his back. Where Westbrook had KD to throw the ball to, he had some others. I'm sure I'm I'm, I'm missing, but um, I guess I mean, now James he's got Harden, Beal, Serge Ibaka, right? He's got Bradley yeah. Beal. He had James Harden last year too I mean, with the Rockets. Be as talented as he is. Be be a Chris Paul. Chris Paul makes every team he's on better. Every single team he gets on. He makes tremendously better in playoff contenders because he gets the ball to the right person at the right place at the right time. And I, I just don't think Westbrook has that. And, and Iverson didn't either, but Iverson had, I think you said it, Eric Snow. Was that who he was throwing to? You know, he, who, hey, he would kill us. You know, he killed most anybody we know on a, on a, on a court, but he wasn't KD. So, well, and I think, I think that is it perfectly where. If Westbrook would have came out, like if he would have got drafted to OKC, but they didn't ever get KD and they didn't get James Harden and it was Russ by himself, you wouldn't hate him as much or, or give him so much crap for that bad shot he's taking at the end of the game because you're like, well, I'd rather Russell Westbrook take a bad shot than have Thabo Cephalosha take that bad shot yeah. or whatever, whoever is that name player, random player on the Thunder. But he's taking that bad shot when you got – Kevin Durant clapping his hands on the wing, like maybe the best scorer of all time. And yeah. it's like, I just, you know, you don't have to take eight threes. Go ahead and let Kevin Durant take those eight threes and you just take three. And AI, like you're saying, AI took the bad shot. You're like, damn, that was a shitty shot by AI, but uh, who is he going to go to? I'm re- I'm cool with that. Because we did see AI later in his career get traded to the Nuggets and play with a good Carmelo Anthony. And I mean, J.R. Smith, who say what you want and stuff. But AI didn't make those teams any better, and that's kind of what we see with Westbrook. Like He still put up his numbers, but the team wasn't great. They got bounced in the first round most years. Because I don't think AI makes the guys around him better, but he did. He carried that 76ers team to a finals where Westbrook carried – when he was at the Thunder by himself, he carried them to seven seed or six seed. So they are different. I don't know. I don't think I want Westbrook on my team. I think I end up on the same. It's weird. I respect his game. I like watching his game. I don't think I would hate rooting for him if he was on my team. But if you give me the choice between Westbrook and a lot of the other top 10 guys in the NBA right now, I think I'd probably take other guys just because I don't think Westbrook – you're not winning a championship with Westbrook. You're I don't fun, so. but you're not winning a championship. Agree. LJ, you, did you have anything? You kind of looked like you had something. I know you don't watch a ton. No, but. but I feel like I'm taking crazy pills a little bit. So, like, what most of y'all are saying makes a lot of sense to me. But uh, but first off, I mean, wasn't Allen Iverson pretty much hated when he played? Like, I remember – constantly people thought like, well, he's this punk ass kid with his cornrows and his sleeve and he travels every time he picks up the ball and like people hated him, right? Like he wasn't like this beloved figure. Fair point. So I'm wondering, so he's become more beloved, I After. think afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the other thing, because people realize he kind of pioneered, like he's just going to be who he, he was going to wear his damn hair the way he wants to. Cause there was, there was an undertone of there was AI hey, made some mistakes in his career. I mean, he, he had a lot of fun and did some things off the court that yeah. maybe, you know, are questionable, but never anything terrible. And one thing about Westbrook is he's never had any issue off the court. He seems like a great dude. And really, I think we could see when all, when all things are said and done, like 10 years looking back, we're going to go, that Westbrook dude just was him. 
he was just him 100% of the time and we'll respect it more. Cause you're right. AI did not get the love that he gets now in 2005, 2003, yeah. you know? Well, and, and yeah. so the other thing I'm asking too is, uh, we said that uh, Westbrook is like, I mean, he's the man in almost every way, but uh, the knock on him while we don't want him on our team is because he's just, he's not a championship winner. Like he, how many does he have to his name? How many is he going to have? And then we said, make him more like Chris Paul. And I had to look this up to confirm, but how many championship rings do you guys think Chris Paul has? Zero. Okay. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Chris Paul's known for getting, getting bounced out of the playoffs earlier than you think his team should. So that is interesting. That is a fair point. I I guess I want to respond to that because I said that. (laughs) Yes, that is absolutely a fair point. I think Chris Paul has had some very bad breaks. I think every team Chris Paul gets on, he does make. I think that's a fair better. I think that's a good point for sure. And and Russell Westbrook does not always do that. While his ability and talent are are undeniable, undeniable, he doesn't always make those around him better. Yeah. And, that's a fair uh, point for sure. That's a fair yeah. difference. I just had to point it out. You want to talk about speaking of Chris Paul and bad breaks. So he's on the Phoenix Suns this year. He made his team better. That team looks really good. Maybe a championship contender. Guess who they're probably going to play in the first round. The defending champion, Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. So he could get bounced in the first round of the playoffs on a really good team. Chris Paul. I'm a defender of Chris Paul and maybe I'm wrong. And I'll probably just end up dying on the seal. Cause it looks like he's going to lose in the first round again this year. <laughs> And it's going to be another early defeat. But, and LJ is going to go, so why do we like Chris Paul over <laughs> Russell Westbrook? I, I'm just, just, just well, and, and this fair. is actually, no. and it's this is legit question. Uh, Chris Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Russell Westbrook is like, how much more of a career do you think he has? He, I, I looked it up, he's 32, but I don't really know what that means in NBA uh, longevity. In today's NBA, that could be eight more years, but. Russell Westbrook plays in a way where. So what we think he's got like four years, six years. What like if you had to throw a random guess? You said you, four. four I think tops. three and a half yeah. is, is okay. Like well, I then that the that changes a, a half, lot of things that I would think about his. Yeah, because Westbrook Legacy. relies on his athletic ability, which is finite. Yeah. Other other players, Chris Paul would be one, and I now you've so thoroughly killed by analogy, it's <laughs> tough, but. But to move on, in spite of that, uh, Chris Paul does not play with with just crazy athletic ability. He he just he yeah, plays the game in, smart. in a smarter manner, yeah, and yeah. and that that has a longer lifespan, sure. than pure athletic. Yeah, I think that's a that's an important factor in in what Westbrook's legacy is going to be when we look back in ten years and say was he an AI or not? Um, is how much longer can he be this triple double machine? Um, if he can keep this going for years but if if like by next year that starts slowing down really hard then yeah maybe maybe he does kind of get like he's that guy that was never quite as good as he looked like he was or something i don't know we'll see um i want we will move on from nba here in a second i do want to throw in a quick note to the the hall of fame just was inducted the the, it was i think technically the 2022 or the 2020 hall of fame class just finally got inducted because during the pandemic they pushed it back so they could have a full celebration. Yeah. And it's arguably pops the best class of all time highlighted by Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Woo. Those were the three headliners. Yikes. Those are three huge names. First, I, cause I have some thoughts on, on Kobe and, and Vanessa Bryant and some of the stuff that happened, but I think pops people forget how uh, people my age, maybe, and maybe a little younger, maybe it's not my age, but cause I've watched him beat the Mavericks too many times. But I think people forget how awesome Tim Duncan 
is and was yeah. as a basketball player because he played so his career lasted so long like he played i think 24 years or something and those last nine he totally like realized oh, okay i just won't be the focal point i'll anchor the defense and i'll pass and probably i don't know what his average was but i would bet it was somewhere around like 15 and nine nothing crazy and so i think he played so long at that level that he gets seen as that where the the earth from 2000 2010 Tim Duncan was the man, arguably the best player in the yeah. NBA. And that was while Kobe was at his prime. That was while Shaq was a lot of the best Shaq. I, I, I just wanted to highlight Tim Duncan was pretty damn awesome at San Antonio. And you were a San Antonio fan, kind of, at least their brand, right? Oh, absolutely. And and he got drafted on a team that already had David Robinson. I yeah. mean, one of the, the... David Robinson's another guy who doesn't get enough credit yeah. for how awesome he does. It. But, but if you, and I don't know what ages you were at that time, but it was clear quickly. And let's say David Robinson was still in his prime, no doubt about it. When Tim Duncan came on the team, it was pretty obvious it's Duncan's team. I mean, it was just Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. Uh, he was just he was just so solid in yeah. every aspect. He had quietly put up 20 and 10 and, and a handful of assists. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and you kind of look at the stats, you go, wow, when did all that happen? He was just so quietly, unassuming, did his job yeah, really, really, really good. Yeah. And he, and, had, he, and he had one of the best coaches, I think, ever, ever in Popovich. I th- think that probably did help. I think people also, in that same token, I, it, I think it's possible that Kevin Garnett mm. can get a little, people a little forget, because like after that, after he he got old with the Celtics quick, his knees started giving out, and he's played for a lot longer than he probably should have. He had, I think, five years there where he averaged under under ten points a game. Kevin Garnett, I was trying to look up his MVP year. Okay, two thousand three, two thousand four, he led the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were not a good team, to I think the number one seed, and he averaged twenty four points, fourteen rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and two steals a game, which is. I don't know if you people realize how incredible that is. KG was amazing early in his career. You know, he came straight out of high school. Was he the first straight out of high school? No, no, no. The the first, and this will be a trivia question, is Bill Willoughby, a guy you may have never heard of. (laughs) No. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that was the first. Bill Willoughby looked that up. I'll look Um, it up, sure. But KG came around, and I, I guess what impressed me with KG is, I'm telling you, anywhere from... Up to 15 feet. He was money. He was money. He could score. I think he was money deeper than that, but it was just at that, when he first came to the league, big men didn't shoot three like that. They just, yeah. Now, I think if he came in today, he would shoot a lot more threes probably. Probably so. But uh, I, I liked KG immediately. And, you know, he kind of got that rap of being hard, but then it kind of came around. He kind of got beloved because it wasn't that he was so hard. He just wanted to win. And, and everything he did, I mean, he would – he was probably as good a trash talker as there ever has been in the league. Uh, but but it was to I'm win games. I'm glad you touched on that. Oh, he was a bad trash K- talker. KG was a bad, and he he's even brought it up, and he's hilarious. But he talked about, they someone asked him, he's like, man, Timmy, I love Timmy. I had a lot of, because they both came, obviously, if they got inducted to the Hall of Fame around the same time, they had a lot of years where they battled each other. They were both really good in the early 2000s. They were the peak. And he talked about, he's like, Timmy gets talked about like this nice guy who doesn't talk crap. Timmy talked crap. He just did it in a different way. He said, Tim Duncan wouldn't talk crap to you the whole game. He would just say these phrases. And so he said, Tim Duncan would hit you with like a little, 
post like a little hook or something where he'd give you a little shoulder and then drop it over you. And he would say like, nice try. But he was saying it in a nice way. And he was like, you don't understand how annoying it is when this guy's being nice, but also telling you like, oh, good effort. Nice try. <laughs> but you still can't effort stop him. And then he goes on the defensive end and he's blocking you too. Like he's just so nice. But also he knows that he's pissing you off by these little nice try comments. And they, they flashed at Tim Duncan. He kind of giggled because he's like, I might have done that a time or two. It was, it was funny. Because yeah. we just think of Tim Duncan as this super quiet, nice guy, which I think he is. But. Yeah. Um. I looked that up, by the uh, way. It's kind of interesting. What's up? So well, the, let's the go. first IT. Yeah, yeah. So so Dad, you're you're correct in a lot of ways, but there's also there's there's a little bit more to the story that's really interesting to me. Um so the first high schooler to get drafted to the NBA was actually Reggie Harding. But because you couldn't play in the NBA without four years of college at that time in 1962. Um, instead of playing for the Pistons, he had to go play a year in a minor league and then could play for the Pistons. So the second person technically is Moses Malone, but he got drafted to the ABA. So that's slightly a different thing. Um, and then the next year, Daryl Dawkins and Bill Willoughby were drafted into the NBA. So yeah, in, in pretty much every meaningful way, dad, you're technically correct, but that's, there, there's a lot to that story. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I, Moses Malone, golly, yeah. was he a favorite of mine back in the day? Yeah. Just relentless. Yeah. Boy, Mo Malone, what a what a ball player. Who, by the way, real quick, helped train one of my favorite players of all time, Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, really? Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Well, and one of your favorite players of all time, Hakeem Olajuwon, is the reason I think David Robinson doesn't get the credit yeah. for that he deserves because Hakeem, which Hakeem did this to about every center <laughs> that he played, but he he exposed David Robinson, and so people forget David Robinson. Did you remember this? They showed like a it was a a way back highlight or something. And it was the sports center does this where they'll show like a little clip from on this day. And it was David Robinson at the end of the year. I don't remember who had the scoring title, but someone did. And David Robinson needed to score like some amazing amount of points, like 60 points to, to win the scoring title. And on the final night of the year, final night of the season, he scored 67 points and they were on all. I mean, I, I had not seen that. I knew David Robinson was a really good big man, but he was like facing people up, hitting some dribble moves, mm. hitting some turnarounds, dunking. I mean, he did everything. And I was like, Oh, David Robinson might have a little more in his bag of tricks on offense than I realized. Oh, he was good, but yeah, golly, I remember that series where he they lined up against Houston and Akeem, and Akeem was just better. better. I mean, he was just better. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was no question about it. Uh, and then uh, before we move on, we have something fun. I want to we were going to do with LJ here in a minute that I, I think is going to be really good. But I wanted my last thought on the, the Hall of Fame stuff, and it was. I there there are impressive people out there, and then I think Vanessa Bryant, uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, wife, or I guess widow it now, is as impressive a human being that I think I've ever seen. The way she's she gets told to or asked to come and talk about Co, uh, about her husband and daughter who tragically passed away hadn't even been that long ago, and she does it, and she does it like with great presence, and she, she says things, and she's able to keep her without like uh, breaking down or anything. And then I saw, I just think this past weekend had to be probably one of the worst experience. Like it's already got to be bad for someone like her. I feel like, cause you're going to something where these are all Kobe's friends yeah. and I want to go and I'll be there and they're going to, but now she's going and all these people. I just have to imagine all these people who kind of knew Kobe are coming up to her and talking and they're saying, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss over and over again. And then they're probably acting like all these people act like they're best friends with Kobe. Uh, 
not everybody could be best friends, Kobe. And she just handles it so well. When yeah. I have to, I just would have to think this would be as hard of a weekend as anybody for to to endure. And she was great. Her speech was awesome. She's been awesome. And I just wanted to give a shout out to her because that had to be a tough weekend. And she handled it with such class. And she's handled everything post this tragic passing of Kobe and, and his daughter, Gigi. And just shout out to Vanessa Bryant. It's cool by her. Yeah. Yeah. We will be right back with much more. But first, let's take a quick break. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Playing games are actually happening right now. We just talked about another big one happening with the Lakers and the Warriors. And the playoffs are right behind it in the NBA. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this year is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs and the finals. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You work hard and you play I hard, do. so treat yourself and stock up for some summer barbecues with Kansas City State Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. 10% off and free shipping with the code SD. I like steaks. I like steaks at a discount. I mean, that's like a couple ounces for free right there. And steaks from Kansas City always seem to be really good for whatever reason. I'm just saying, they do. And you can figure it out for yourself and get 10% off in free shipping from classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and so much more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. And look, I'm just saying, the weather's its kind of rainy, at least in some parts of the South, but it's starting to get to that spring before summer where it's a beautiful time to go out on the back porch, fire up the grill, and get some Kansas City Steaks on that bad boy. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You got to love something where you get your money back if you're not satisfied. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family, with your boys, with your people while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon. Sounds good. Boy, that sounds good. <laughs> that's that's Juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's just the letters, SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Love it. LJ, we often have moments where sometimes you'll say something or throw out this. Uh, it seems like a fact, but we honestly, I, I feel like I'm speaking for Pops here a little bit, but there's times where I don't know <laughs> what you're saying is factual, but it sounds so good that I'm just like, okay, yeah, must be true. He All says right, cool. it with authority. Just <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah. you never know. I mean, so we have a game. I, you kind of came up with something where we're gonna te- we're, you're gonna test us to see if we can really tell when you're yeah, bullshitting. I don't, when you're I don't know who we're really what, testing tell, here. I don't game? know if we're testing my confidence or if we're testing you guys' ability to see through it or not. But 
but yeah, so here's the game, and, and, and I think we're calling it LJ's Full of Shit. Um, and I'm going to make a little jingle for it because I think we might play like, this a couple of times. Yeah, I like but. that name. I think that name's very fitting. Um, but so the game is, is I've no got, argument about that one, huh, Cam? <laughs> um, I've got a, I've got three kind of absurd stories to tell you guys. Um, one of them is not real at all. There is no truth whatsoever to it. And I want you guys to to tell me which one I'm making up. So so what I'm going to do is I've got these three stories. I'm going to tell you the the brief synopsis of all three of them, so you can pick the first one you want to hear. And then I'm just going to run down these three stories. And then you guys can ask me any question you want. I'm going to try to defend it with my absolute best. Um, and we'll just see if you guys have any idea whether I'm telling the truth or not. All right. So one of these is going to be a total yeah, bullshit. Total just, bullshit. I mean, there's going to be some truth in okay. there because, you know, you got to weave a little truth in the story. But but it is. Every law's got a little bit got of truth. To. I mean, right? what do you think? I'm just going to make up everything I can't like. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So the three stories are. Um, and, and you pick the first one you want to hear. I'll pick the other two. Um, but the stories are once a year, um, the entirety of Wikipedia is printed off and stored in a vault in Norway. That's story one story two microwaves were invented as a way to reheat hamsters humanely. Story number three, there was a time before trees were able to decay. And that's where all of our coal comes from. Wow, <laughs> pops, do you? I, I, so, I have one that I already think has to be false, but hamsters. there's no. Uh, explain to me that microwaves yeah. was a way to humanely reheat hamsters or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Okay. yeah, bring that one. Okay, so the story starts um, when we're trying to figure out how to travel long distances in space. So we're studying cryogenics for astronauts. We want to be able to freeze a dude, send him off into space and then wake him up 200 years later once he finally gets where he's going, okay? Does that premise seem like something we can get behind? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm bullshitting. So um, so, so uh, what they did is they start... Wait, are you telling us? Are, are you, you tell telling wait. us you're bullshitting? No, no, no I'm just saying, I'm saying if, I, if I'm going to ask you guys if it makes sense to you, then that's not going to work for the game. I'm not telling you I'm bullshitting. I'm telling you that it doesn't matter whether I think it makes sense to you or, or whether you tell me it makes sense to you. I've got to just keep going, right? That's the point. Right, okay, okay. okay. So... So they but, start, but I think what you were saying, does that seem plausible? And yes. I'll say, yeah, that seems plausible. Okay, so okay. We, we started out on hamsters. Maybe. We started working with a smaller creature to see if we can make it work. So we would, we would cryogenically freeze them, and then we would warm them back up and see if they would come back to life. And it, it worked. It worked really, really well, um, except for the fact that every way that we have to heat something up ends up with a surface that's very hot. So what would happen is a lot of these hamsters would end up with like burnt stomachs or burnt backs, depending on how they were laying on the pan that was in the oven, essentially. Um, so we were torturing these. hamsters. Yes. Oh, it was awful. And so this one scientist realized that radar waves, which are a type of uh, I, I believe it's a gamma ray, um, can warm things up. Um, they So the way it works is they have a, a wave that excites the water molecules inside of an organism or an item or whatever. And uh, and can can warm that thing up, but doesn't have necessarily a hot surface that we have to worry so much about. So he took a radar device, threw it in a Faraday cage and then threw one of the frozen hamsters in there. And it, lo and behold, heated up that damn hamster in a very humane way. The hamster. So they kept doing this. And these hamsters, instead of being burnt and tortured, they were able to retire to cute little hamster havens. And, uh, and so eventually we decided to, um, power up this, uh, this radar device 
and make them a little bit cheaper. And now they're on the kitchen counter of pretty much every home in uh, in America. So um, that is how microwaves were first invented. Okay, we'll get we'll get to the next one. I just want to take a second with me and Pops to kind of. I thought this was going to be total bullshit. That I, it's possible that he's <laughs> he's telling the truth, but it's also very possible that this is total bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he can't even respond here, right? So he's yeah, just going to sit like the dating this, game. This is just me and you talking. He, he's on yeah. The, yeah, the dating game or something. He this can't is hear. a safe spot. Yeah, we're in a safe um, space. What are, what are we doing? <laughs> my, microwaves like they they jumble stuff up. I think I would, Kevin. I would think that. If I was frozen, I would be, I would be thawed in a, in a timely manner, not a very quickly manner. You know, I think that they would just like put me in a room at seventy two degrees and let me thaw out as opposed. Well, actually, to, okay, we need to take questions no, wait, on you these. You can't even hear us, LJ. You okay, can't even hear. But us. we need to take questions. This is something that I will try to answer. If we, but but we also need to move on to the other ones if y'all want, or if you want to just say this is the one we can. But but go on, y'all. Safe space. I'm not listening. La 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 la. I don't know. I, I, my immediate gut reaction is this was bullshit. Right now, right now, I'm, I'm thinking this is kind of bullshit. But I, I'd like to hear his explanation on the others as well. Yeah. Well, we're also gonna get okay. Wait, so, so LJ, now should we just go into the other ones, or should we ask questions about this? Let's uh, try to defend it. How, let, let's just go into the other ones. I think that makes the most sense. So, um, I'm gonna just go ahead and pick one. Uh, so, uh, there was a time where trees couldn't decay so um things rot because the environment forces them to and the the most common aspect of the environment that forces things to rot is uh bacteria so um so there was a time when trees made it up onto land but bacteria had not quite yet um and so well some bacteria had but not enough to really cause a dent um so basically what happened is uh, there was a type of tree that was very thin because they hadn't evolved like leaves or anything like that. And they would grow very, very densely. And then when they died, they'd fall over and nothing would happen to them for hundreds of millions of years. They would just fall over and just be trees. And then another tree would fall over. And eventually you have this dense packing stack of trees and they get compressed and compressed and compressed over millions and millions of years. And, uh, and so that is how all of our coal was formed. Every piece of coal was formed then because at some point the bacteria that breaks down trees made it up onto the earth or made it up onto the land and, uh, and started breaking down all of the trees that fall over. And so, uh, as that happened, it was rotting before it could turn into coal. And so, uh, there was probably 300 million years where trees did not rot and uh, became coal, and we don't have that system in place anymore because trees now uh, rot on a regular basis. Um, a fun fact I'd like to add to this is that, uh, and this is absolutely true outside of the game. Um, oh, okay, okay. So this-, this is yeah, we can we can ignore the game for a second. Um, sharks are actually older than trees. Um, I think that's pretty freaking cool. Um, anyway, so so that's story uh-huh. number two. Do y'all want to discuss, or do you want me to just move on to the library of Wikipedia? I feel like pops. There's possibly some. I I can see some truth to that. Now I do know that charcoal, like charcoal on your grill, which I don't guess is coal. Charcoal is basically wood or something with it's dehydrated. I think they take the moisture out of it. But I could definitely see I, this one. I'm I'm buying a little bit so far. Okay, I think we're on the same page. I'm not full in on it, but I'm buying it a little more than... I'm buying it more than hamster heating up in microwaves. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, so for number three, our last story um, is the modern day library of Alexandria. So once a year, and this happens on December 21st every year, the entirety of unique pages from Wikipedia is printed and stored in a vault in Norway. It was started by a single archivist from Connecticut in 2013, which is, uh, as you might know, uh, December 21st, 2012 was when the Mayan calendar was supposed to run out. So a year later, they decided, you know what, if for some reason, all of technology dies, all of electricity goes away, maybe a sunspot wipes out all of technology, like a big EMP wave. We want to have all of the wealth of collected online knowledge um, stored somewhere. And so they chose Norway because it's right next to the uh, International Seed Bank um, in the hopes that if somebody was nuking, you know, the entire planet, they might want to keep that place a little safe for the history of hum- or the future of humanity. Um, it used to be done by this one archivist. Um, it took the entire year to get the, the first printing done. It is now done by a team of 120 people. And, uh, uh, the other little, uh, factor on this is they don't print off every page because obviously, you know, the page for rice in English is about the same as the page for rice in French. So they don't need to print off the French version. They generally do the English versions because it was started, sorry, started by an American and, uh, they and it's the most widely spoken language in the world, but there are some pages that are unique to their languages. Uh, for example, the Epiphany Cathedral in Russia, there is no English page for it, so they use the Russian uh, page for that particular thing. Uh, Pops just uh, he threw out some things like when he threw out the, the Epiphany, whatever, for like they seem too true to be like too specific to be fake, in my opinion. But also when he first said that they were going to print off the entire Wikipedia, I also was thinking, what about the people that say we should go green? They're just just killing the trees by printing off that whole thing. Well, and I thought the fact that he mentioned that, I mean, there could be some kind of sunspot or radiation that could erase electronic media, I suppose. But then I would think you could store electronic media in a lead vault or of some some nature where radiation couldn't penetrate. It seems it seems a little silly to print all that off. My one question, LJ, on this one. So each year when they do it, do they just print the revisions, or do they? I mean, because a lot of that wouldn't change, you know, uh, year to year. So, so the they do change. That's a great question. They do change enough of it to where uh, because you know even just tenses can change and uh, and some factors can change on some of these things. Sources can change, so they actually do have to reprint the entire page. Um, unless okay. there are noted that there are zero changes because they don't want to miss what revisions might have happened um, due to their clerical errors. I don't know, Kev. What do you think? I mean, you could protect electronic media from most things. I mean, if if, if it's going to damage paper media, it would also damage electronic media, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if we're talking like, a, like someone getting nuked or something is what I think he threw out there. That's why they put it in Norway. But if it, you could just throw a computer there. You don't well, the, have to throw the whole. You know, you've heard about the seed bank, right? I mean, that's a real thing. I didn't know it was in Norway, but there is a seed bank that's got like seeds of, I think, every everything. Every living plant on earth. Yeah. I'm sorry. Every I'm living plant. This is y'all's time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is, this well, is so also let's get into QA time. Yeah. question. Um, ask me about okay. any of the three of them. Ask me any questions you want. Do you have any more questions on the Wikipedia well, thing? 
No, but I mean, how about the microwave thing? That's the one I want okay, to so, get so, back so to that bullshit. Microwaves jumble atoms. They excite molecules in in whatever they're heating, right? And that they well, that- yeah, I, I described that they they excite the water molecules inside of a thing. So if if you put something in it that has no water inside of it, a microwave will do nothing to it. Um, okay, but it doesn't necessarily like damage atoms per se, unless you uh, completely radiate it to a to a uh, extreme degree. But if you just get it up to, say, the temperature of a hamster's body, then uh, it would not do very much damage. Very much. Well, it would do it would do probably less damage than freezing the damn <laughs> hamster would do. Yeah. What about the coals, the trees being turned into? Well, you, you know where fossil fuels come from, right? I mean, fossil fuels, as their namesake would imply, are compressed biological things that are compressed over time and it turns into oil. Um, I guess the the carbon structure and the chemical, whatever, it compresses in any way, it gets to be crude oil. So so I think the tree thing seems to make some sense and are in line with how fossil fuel comes to be. Um where these these tree- trees turn doesn't it turn into petrified wood or I just know there's well, that I, petrified wood would be similar to coal. Yeah, so so imagine petrified think. wood that's been compressed for the last, uh, uh, say, uh, sixty million years uh, by the weight of another, uh, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand trees on top of it. Um, that's what happens. Yeah, literally. Mm. Um, what does petrified? What does petrified mean? Can you can you define that? No, I can, uh, this can be, uh, this is, this can be one where we know the answer to, but, uh, but I think, uh, it's, it, it just kind of essentially fossilizes itself. It like it, the, the moisture like kind of leaves and it becomes more of a rock than, than, uh, you know, a, a thick piece of paper. Petrified is. Y'all can't be Googling and you can't be Googling oh, during this game. I was just going to look up petrified. That's all I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> looking up Yeah, petrified. I'm not Googling. I didn't Google like how were microwaves invented. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. I didn't Google hamsters, microwaves, connection, <laughs> question mark. Can, so can I defend two things that I heard y'all talk about or is it, was that y'all safety time? Yes, yes, Okay. Yes, so yes, yes. so, no, so we actually, uh, so this experiment was leading up to uh, uh, cryogenically freezing humans, right? The hamster thing. Um, there's a reason that we don't, uh, have many humans that have ever been brought back from freezing and in fact we have zero and it's because there's no system that we have in place I don't know, conspiracy kevin might have an argument there but go ahead uh, <laughs> we have to uh we have to warm up things quickly because uh if you warm up to the degree that your body can then start having frostbite happen to it um where you like a part of you is completely frozen but maybe um so maybe your foot is is thawed but your heart is frozen you need to heat up pretty quickly and so that's the reason we haven't actually gotten to that point is we actually don't have a dependable way to excite the molecules inside of a human uniformly enough to get them up to a temperature to uh, to unfreeze them. So that's my answer to that. Did this and I, th- I think you kind of said this, but did the microwave, did they notice that it worked better or did it work? It actually unfroze the hamster and they were able to like live. Oh, well, the oven worked as well. Both everything that they tried actually worked on hamsters. Um, the problem was that, uh, so the thing is that the, the microwave, uh, brought the hamster back to life and it was a happy hamster that wasn't suffering. Um, and, uh, and was go on to, they actually, um, fun fact, they refroze some of these hamsters and re-microwaved them, um, just to see what would happen. 
And uh, even those ended up in successful situations. So does the fact does the you, fact that he just said fun fact mean? I mean, is he he could be bullshitting us with the answer too, right? Kevin? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. That is everything from this point on could be bullshit. I, I think it's yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. In fact, I, it, it is even possible. I think that I could have said that this is absolutely true outside of the game, and then said the shark thing. That could also be bullshit. Um, but. Uh, you, you can't trust anything I'm saying right now. You can't. Because one of these things okay. is definitely a lie. Okay, so it's just like usual. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't think this happens. That's why I think this is a fun test, but it's going the way that it makes it look like it does happen all the time. So, um, uh, and, and I'd like to defend one more thing and let you have another question uh, first. Um, no, defend a uh, the, uh, the Wikipedia thing. Um, so you said you could store electronics in a lead vault. The problem is is that if a if a, a solar flare happens, I think I said sunspot, a solar flare happens, it would cause potentially an EMP that could wipe out all of the electronics on the planet Earth. And so how would you have the power down in this lead box to keep all of the situation um, powered? And what is a computer's data other than a... Uh, a state of electro, uh, a, a, an electronic state in a device. And so if that charge is left to degrade for long enough, then we lose all of the things on that hard drive in that lead box. But is Wikipedia really the best source to that? Like we should print that off? It's like, probably, isn't there something more? It, that's a fair question. It's probably the best thing that's not a book, right? I mean, like uh, it's got it's got more information than any encyclopedia that's online. So like the encyclopedia. Why not keep like every newspaper for the previous year? That's a great question. And you'd have to ask this uh, this archivist uh, who started this uh, experiment. That may or may not be that real. That may or may not be real. Um, but I think that I, if, if you were to ask me, would I rather have every newspaper or Wikipedia? I would certainly pick Wikipedia. And I think you probably would too. How often do you look at old newspaper archives versus how often do you look at Wikipedia to see, um, you know, what is X or how do you do Y, you know? Kev, I'm between uh, so the hamsters and the Wikipedia to... thing. I think one of those, I so think. So you feel pretty, you feel pretty solid on the, the wood thing. I mean, it's, there's petrified wood, and it's yeah. I mean, I think I'm okay with the the wood thing. I mean, I mean, that's what do you think? I think I'm okay with it. I was hoping you, I was the wood thing. I was deferring to you more because you were kind of throwing out some fossil fuel stuff and talking about charcoal. I was just going to let your mind go on that one, and I was kind of focusing in on the hamster and the Wikipedia one. I really think. I know you originally thought the Wikipedia one was total bullshit. I mean, the, the hamster one was total bullshit. I think the hamster, the Wikipedia thing is where he's he's lying to us. Yeah, I, personally. I'm between those two because I think, I think yeah, there's got to be some way to heat you up from a cryogenic well, state. Okay, so let me let me answer and, that one real quick. Um, you're, you're a human-sized burrito, and you're at negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Throw that in a microwave and see how quickly you get the the center still cold on a on a small burrito that's kept at uh, like you know twenty degrees Fahrenheit. So that's obviously going to be quite difficult to heat up a human that size at that temperature uniform with convection heat is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I may be buying into the hamster thing, Kev. I don't know. Um, but then he said they would heat the hamsters up and then refreeze them and heat them again. Sometimes, like the yeah. poor hamsters. Well, I mean, it's better than uh, a human, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, true, but it still seems a little inhumane. Uh, do you have a lean? Do you have a lean, Pops? By the way, to all the listeners out there, if you want to wait, I mean, he's going to give us the answer on this episode. We're just going to, we're, we're trying to decipher through our, our dumb brains to see where LJ's lying to us. 
I think there's way, I, Kevin, you know what? It sounds like you're leaning this way. I think I would probably say the Wikipedia thing's BS because there's got to be a way to protect that uh, in some kind of special apparatus. Uh, that always has power even after all electricity has failed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go I, on. Yeah, go ahead. Pick it. That's fine. I mean, yes, yes. Actually, I agree even more, Pops, because they're, they are still trying to find ways to get humans further out in space, even though we hadn't been to the moon yet. But they are still trying to figure out ways to like freeze humans and get them further. So I think that's possible. They tried I hate some you. crazy. I hate that little comment you made, Kevin. I just, I absolutely but, hate it. But the Wikipedia <laughs> one is just bullshit. There's no way we're using. And if you. we are, we'd use something more. And, and so, more yeah, it's not like credible. a microwave that's in your kitchen. I think this microwave that's going to be heating up the hamsters and our people would be a like a low grade or something, or it, it it's going to be a little different. So I, I'm with you. I think the Wikipedia is is the bullshit one. You're lying about the Wikipedia being printed off. Are we right? Yeah, Eric. 100% correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. The other two stories totally true, but yeah. Um, and there is some truth in that Wikipedia thing. Like the, uh, the seed bank is definitely in Norway and that is a really important thing that we've got. Um, and we would lose pretty much any electronic data if we got a so- solar flare, but we'd also probably all die. So it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> so we're not um, worried about the Wikipedia. If we're yeah, all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he always, and then, he kind of sold me a little bit pops when he was talking about the seed bank. And then he also threw out that, like, we don't print off all of them because like the rice and English is the same, but then like, there's some pages that are only in Russian. So like, we would have to print out some pages. I, he almost had me a little bit, but I just thought Wikipedia, surely we have something better than Wikipedia to print. Okay. What would you print though? Come on now. I don't know. I just think they're not, I don't know. I don't know. I just and, and this fictional know. this this is a fictional story about one person who decided to start doing this. So like their opinion is just their opinion. But anyway, you, you guys are right, and that's fantastic. I'm not as good at lying as you guys think I am. Although I guess I'm. I don't know. You pretty had, good. Like, we, yeah. Originally though, I thought he was totally bullshit on the hamster thing, pops. I thought there was no way that that's true. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the hamsters that were heated up in the oven. Yeah, that's not very oh. good. Yeah, um, let's play this work. again later. Yeah, I don't know that we can do this every week because it takes a lot of thought for me, but. I want to keep playing this. This is really fun. <laughs> he has a find out no, about I a thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only work so fast. It's just hamsters running around powering this thing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, just to follow up from the last time we recorded when it was me, Pops and Uncle Tony, both Pops and Uncle Tony had suggested to watch Mayor of Easttown on HBO. It's their new Sunday show. I think they're just doing one season. Uh, can confirm. I'm now caught up and it is a really cool show I, I i would i would recommend it to anybody lj you weren't with us at that point did you have a show you've been watching at all or anything or? Uh, i've started rewatching breaking bad and uh that's obviously just as incredible as it's always been so um there's that can't go but wrong no. with that yeah that's it that's what i got all right i think oh 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 before we go pops did you have a favorite thing that didn't get on the pod or we actually had a we had an answer to something we previously talked about, about you and your measuring cups. I, I feel like I have uh, to let the, I'm sure the listeners are sitting there with bated breath. Your editor wants to know as well. well. Wanting to know. We didn't have a podcast last week, so that's two weeks now they've been thinking about this. Yeah. So where we last left it is that <laughs> we put the measuring cup back in the dishwasher in the hopes that the housekeeper would put it in this place that. I didn't like it first, but decided may in fact be better. And yeah. last week, the second installment was I couldn't find the place where she put it. <laughs> right. 
And so now the third installment is I still can't find the place <laughs> oh, where no. she put the measuring cup. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know where the hell she put it. Now, I will say, Tammy did suggest that possibly she accidentally broke That's it. That's what I was going to say. She possibly accidentally broke it. And so it's in the trash Maybe. and it no longer uh, is here. <clears throat> and I think that is a, that is a distinct possibility. Yeah. So oh, man. I just wow. want to know where this measuring cup is. Yeah. Well, it's I, like, it, it, it's your next one. It's in target right now. So. Yeah. My next one is at target. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I got to go get. And then I had one, I had, I did have a bougie problem that I, I want to ask your opinion on. I, I may be, I may be way overreacting to this. Okay. No, yeah. I doubt it. So you know how you have the big trash, you have trash cans in your house that have trash bags in them. And then you have the trash bag, the trash cans outside where you put the trash yeah. bags in to, to carry out to Correct. the curb. Like right? the big trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, so is it okay to be irritated when people throw just cans or bottles or their chicken express box in Whoa, the trash can outside, not in I, a bag, not in anything, just in the trash can outside. Admittedly, they're putting it in a place other than, you know, it's not in your yard. It's not litter, but it's in your trash can. They are outside. putting in a trash receptacle. You're putting I in the trash receptacle. I feel personally attacked right now. Um, I like, why is that a problem? Well, because, uh, I've be, never thought of that as an issue because I'm going to tell you exactly why it's a problem. Please. Because when the trash guys come along to empty your trash can, that's on the curb, you know what they do? They reach inside and they grab the bags out. They grab the bags out and they throw it in the trash truck. Do, are they going to reach in and get the chicken express box that's in the bottom with a piece of chicken laying in the bottom, uh, you know, that spilled out no. and a half empty no. beer can. No, they're not going to grab that. So you know how you have to get that out. You have to turn the trash can receptacle upside down, pour it out in your driveway and get a bag and put that stuff in to put it back in the trash receptacle. And it's sticky, and it's smelly, sticky, nasty, nasty. It's there. gross. <laughs> I've got, I've got two things then. Uh, first off. Yes. It's okay to be mad at that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, well, second off, um, I didn't know, I guess I've always like, anytime I've noticed the, the trash people in like the, the trash people, that's a, a fun phrase, I guess. Um, the, uh, the, the, the people who take all of my refuse to the dump, um, who are, who are getting rid <laughs> of master way of that. to put it there. <laughs> um, well, they're not trash people. They're normal people that just happen to deal with trash um, people. We're just, yes. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, but I guess Could all be. the places that I've lived and had to worry about the trash, there's been an automatic arm, or not an automatic, but an arm that picks up the can and dumps it. I was going to say that, Pops. I have seen trash trucks where they have so, a little thing on the side that kind of picks it up. So that's why I've never worried about it, because I always assume that it's just going to get dumped just like always. But but now but I know so that that depends on your locality. Trucks. Have you not seen the trash trucks where there's a guy or a girl riding on the back and they jump off when we hit the stop and they go to your trash? And they yeah, but I guess I imagine something. that's like something that I remember from my childhood. I don't know that it's something I've seen a lot. My, but like they don't do that in Chicago, really, um, outside of lining up the big old dumpsters. And they don't do that in like Fort Smith, where I lived, uh, because the arm picks up the big blue trash can. Um, so so this is new to me. And I'm that asshole, by the way, Dad. And you have every right to be mad at me. And I've learned my lesson and I'm changing my ways. <laughs> no. Well, hey, and, and I appreciate, you know, a lot of people do it. I mean, I'm not. That's why I feel yeah. bad bitching, because a lot of people I love do 
put their trash in the big receptacle because at least they're yeah. throwing it away. And, and I think it's they, better than the alternative. Yeah, it, it is. But then even if, by the way, in Texarkana, where I live, the guys still are riding the back of the truck, as Kevin described, huh. and they jump off and they get the bags out. And thank God for those people. I really appreciate the job oh, that yeah. they do. And we cannot appreciate them. Society enough. halts without them. Yeah. But, even if they got the the thing, that chicken wing that was in the bottom and all that grease or ranch dressing or whatever gets in the oh, bottom yeah. of your trash receptacle and it's just nasty, stinky, smelly, yeah. all that. So at times you have to get the trash, the big trash can, and you have to lay it down and get your water hose in it and spray it out. Yeah. Which in that case, you have to let it stay open and dry because you don't want it to keep wet and then mildew and yeah. smell terrible. So, so I was going to... I, I, you've opened my mind a little bit. I was going to say you're probably overacting a little bit, but but I worked at a job at one point in the summers where I would have to go at the end of my shift, go and empty all of the trash cans around uh, maybe a water park and put them into a big black rolling thing and take them all to the dumpster. Well, there's nothing worse. I can remember there was nothing worse at my job when I would notice, oh, there happens to be a trash can where the bag fell inside or there's yes. no bag at all. Mm-hmm. But people still decided, mm-hmm. I'm still going to throw my leftover food in there or my Coke in there. And now that trash can is filthy and somebody gets to clean all that shit somebody up. Somebody got to clean the same it thing out. happened to me at Easy Mart on a regular basis. Yeah, totally. And, and I can remember thinking, I can remember thinking, if you see a trash can without a bag in it, just go to the next one. We have like 53 trash cans at this water park. <laughs> Why are you at this one? Yeah. So I, and that used to bother me. So I think maybe I could, because when, when, that chicken wing or that ranch or that coat gets left in there. And especially on a hot summer day, a hot summer day in Texas yeah. or in Arkansas yeah. down there, it gets nasty, nasty. nasty. I just got to say, so, like I started this, this segment thinking I was going to get to laugh at you. And I feel like I've grown up a lot in the last 10 minutes. So, so thank you. So, so what I need to do is on my large trash receptacles, I have to please, I need to put, please don't put trash in here. Right. Then you're going to see, you're going to see like the, the asshole. If you, if you have a sign on your trash, what if, like what if you have like a little bag dispenser or something near those trash cans? So I can pull out the Walmart sag sack or the the dog poop bag or whatever stuff my cup in there tie it off throw it in the trash can is that a winner it is i just don't seems think, like a lot of work yeah people aren't going to take the time to do that i don't think if you're if, I, I, if you're throwing your trash if you're just opening the lid to throw it in that trash you're you're not, i've done i've been the person that's thrown it in that trash yeah. maybe the <laughs> specific trash can that he's talking about i've done it but recently yeah like a month I, ago when you're doing that you're not thinking you're 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 not there's no bad intent you're no. just thinking the most convenient yeah. thing for me is this trash can close to me and in fact now, only good intent because i'm sitting there holding out. trash and thinking i've either got to throw it in the floorboard of my car or throw it in this trash can which is where trash belongs or throw it on the floor and i would never pick option three or throw it on the ground and i'd never pick option three so i'm stuck with it's my problem or it's in the place it belongs and so it's it, in my mind i'm doing the best thing possible Oh, but now I know. Well, and there's no ill will by anyone that puts it in there. Of course. No, no doubt about it. Of course. But to the person that has to clean it out, it's yeah. like, oh, damn. I think your best bet here is you. I know for you specifically and anyone else that may have this problem at their home, you have 
for the most part, you have a trash can that's in your garage. Kind of, if mm-hmm. I'm leaving your mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and I have some trash, I can toss it in that trash can before I, as I'm heading to my truck. I would just make sure that trash can, and if you're someone who does not have a trash can in your garage, have one there and just make sure it's there and with a bag in it at all times. And if so, every now and then someone's going to miss it and they're going to throw it in your dumpster in your big can, and that's just going to be a pain. It's just going to be one of the little. Little annoyances you have the to fun deal with. I wouldn't be the person that goes say, that's off the fun part of homeownership is exactly where I was getting to, L. Great minds. I don't think you want to be the person when you're having a, a lot of company at your house going, hey, guys, 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 no one throw any effing trash in my big trash can. We have one here, here, and here. Maybe you just notice, like, point out that there are other trash cans at some point. Like, oh, I'll throw that in the garage trash. Dad, just uh, Dad just out. put his hand there. on his head as if he's definitely had that announcement at a party before. <laughs> I think I'm right. He's have. either had it or he's thought about having it. So, <laughs> all right. So I think we, I think we, we helped fix a few things. We won. We definitely made the world a better place with our heads up honk and acknowledgement lights. Yes, and I now, forgot about that. We're also I, maybe that one person that was like LJ that grew up in the last ten minutes and realized, <laughs> oh. That might be bothering someone. They'll quit now because they never did it to bother yeah. anybody. But you never realize. realize there's trash can etiquette. See? Yes. <laughs> yeah. God, we <laughs> learn all the etiquette on this podcast. Huh. Our, the, our oh. listeners are the most well-behaved people in the world. <laughs> Gotta be. I would. I think they're all a pleasure to be around. They yeah. must be. They're good at grocery stores, at urinals, and now around trash cans. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that will do it for this week's episode. Fun episode. I, I hope uh, the listener right And if you like the game, maybe let us know, rate a review, and throw in there like either that LJ's a good liar or you knew right away that it, which one was the lie. J- just, just leave a comment in there. It really helps. We appreciate hearing from you. And if not, leave it on our Facebook. And you can follow. Tell me us what on my Facebook tell is. Tell me how you knew. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what what gave it away right away. Was I it need as soon to as know. I need to get bank? better at this. <laughs> He needs to be better at lying. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Um, all right. I think that will do it. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, and then find us on Facebook or Twitter. We will be back next time, guys. Peace out. Peace. Dad, you remember that great, both of y'all, you remember that great Monday Night Football crew that was uh, Jason oh, yeah. Witten, Joe Descor, and Booker McFarland? <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's well. yeah, true. <laughs> Well, yeah, we were often talking about that, Chris. Sometimes more about the uh, lack of the poor job they did, not necessarily the good things. But there were some fun moments, LJ. You have one, right? When you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. (laughs) That's good. Well, Popeye's biscuit away. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, there's now an update. There's an update to the story. I guess Kelvin Benjamin took that advice and he had a couple pop ups because the Giant just signed Benjamin to a one year deal after working uh, tight end during their rookie minicamp. So the former first round receiver will now be a tight end. <laughs> just all I can think about was Booker McFarlane uh, Popeye's biscuit away from the tight end. We've got all the joke tight ends happening over the next year, don't we? Because Tim Tebow's coming back too, right? No, yeah. Yep. 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 At least that's what they say. We'll see. Mm. A Popeye's, I feel like I'm always a Popeye's biscuit away from something. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm a Popeye's biscuit away from happy, usually. <laughs> <laughs> yes.